Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's cover two time. Warren's here. I'm here. I'm <laughs> usually here. Uh, but we're going to have a good one. 49ers versus Chargers. No more bye week, Warren. And a lot of good news has been coming out of San Francisco, Santa Clara, actually. But, uh, but <laughs> it's one of those things where there's been a lot of good injury news. You know, a couple shaky things as well. But it looks like the 49ers are getting healthy for this second half run. And I know I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm super excited, man. A healthy football team. I know, and you activated me off of IR. That's so right. <laughs> I'm ready to go, man. I'm 100%, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's been a fun week. Horse came back from his injured reserve stint. He was out for a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's The returns are, are here. <laughs> Jason even made it through an intro without talking. It's It's been a fun week. Known? So we got 49ers versus Chargers, and it's an interesting matchup. I think if we looked at this game, you know, before the season started, you would have chalked this one up as a, this is going to be absolutely tough with the weapons that they have. Justin Herbert, um, they were absolutely loading up on defense. This was some of the, you know, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, also getting Khalil Mack, uh, getting JC Jackson. Like, this was a huge, huge team uh, to play in the, and now you look at them and maybe no Keenan Allen, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys that are missing now. You know, Jackson's out, JC Jackson's out. But what do you think about this matchup? Is this still as tough as you thought? Um, and, you know, how do you think the 49ers and Chargers match up? I agree with you, Ann. I mean, forecasting in the beginning of the year, looking at the schedule, you definitely, like, looked at this game as one of the toughest games of the season. Um, but now that we're, <clears throat> what, by almost close to halfway through the season, yeah, they're dealing with the injury bug just like we are. 
You know, I mean, they have two of their top receivers out. Um, I don't, Joey Bosa, I don't know when he's, he's out. coming back. Yeah, he's out um, for a while. He's out, and then J.C. Jackson's out. So they're dealing they're dealing with injuries, major injuries across the board, offensively and defensively. So um, luckily for us, we're getting healthy at the right time. You yeah. know, we're fresh off a of bye. Um, it's looking good for us. Like, we could start gaining some momentum. Um, so this game, to me, now that you look at it, it's completely different from when you looked in the beginning of the season. It's like, beginning of the season, you're just like, okay, that's going to be a tough one. You know, Justin Herbert's one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. Eckler, best running back, and so on. Yeah. Now that you look at the matchup, it's completely in our favor. We're getting healthy. They're still dealing with injuries. It's a home game for us. Um, honestly, the Niners, we should take care of business. Yeah, I think, you know, this one would be a lot tougher if they had their receivers. I mean, they have a really good receiver core. Even the backup guys that they're going to have running out there, like, you know, Josh Palmer, uh, these guys are skilled, you know, but they, they, they're they missing, like, Guyton. I mean, this is not what, like they're missing a couple of guys. They're missing three very solid receivers, and I think that, you know, Austin Eckler is great. I, he, he made some plays against Atlanta last week. But the 49ers are well-equipped to handle a speedy running back. It's the big physical guys that give them problems. It's a big physical run game that gives the 49ers issues right now. But running sideline to sideline is not an issue for Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Aziz Alshire. And that's where I like this matchup. And part of the reason I like it is because the 49ers are getting healthy. Uh, the 49ers are getting healthy and it, having potentially Aziz come back, you know, and Dre Greenlaw this week is going to be absolutely fantastic. They will be able to handle Eckler. And where you're going to see a huge advantage for the 49ers is in coverage as well. Because getting Dre Greenlaw back out there in coverage, getting Aziz you know, back out there and run-stopping plays, I, I love it. Absolutely. I mean, like I said before, we're getting healthy at the right time. You know, we're coming off the bye. We're about midseason. It's time to make that midseason run. It's time to start, time to put these wins together, get healthy, and let's see what we can uh, close this season strong. But um, I think there's only a couple of players. I don't know what's going on with Armstead. Um, He's still going to be out. I it, believe he has a hairline fracture, too, which yeah, he had, didn't know about. Yeah, so he had <clears throat> what it was. He had plantar fasciitis in right. one foot. And then he ended up getting a injury to his foot, the other foot, but also a hairline fracture in that ankle. Okay. Uh, that is what has prevented him from being able to come back. It was thought at first that it was a sprain. Um, that's not the case. They've still never put him on IR. I believe he's getting closer to coming back, but we'll see. Right, right. And when we can get him back, that'll be huge, you know? And I believe there was somebody else that was kind of on the fence of coming back, but I can't remember. I can't put my finger on it right now. Yeah, right um, now. I mean, right now, uh, Samson Ebucom, you know, just, just been dealing with the quad. Uh, he's definitely questionable, but they've opened the practice windows for a few guys. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Aziz Alshire, and uh, Colton McKivitz. They have three roster spots available. Then they activate it, or then they open the window for Jordan Willis as well. So they have four guys with their windows open, three roster spots. You would think that three of those guys are going to be activated. And with the fact that, you know, some of them have been practicing all week, they may, may just make one roster move and activate all four. Yeah, I hope so. And, I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with Jason Verrett coming back. I mean, that's something and some something everybody's excited about. You know, hopefully he's able to go this week. I mean, in any capacity. I mean, if he could come out there and give us – maybe 10 plays. Yeah. It, it would be encouraging to see. But um, I just love that we're getting healthy at this time of the year. Yeah, and with Jason Verrett, you know, Kyle Shanahan said he was really close to going against the Rams. And then Grant Cohn asked a question this week on uh, the presser. He said, hey, would you be willing to go with like a platoon-type situation like you do with Spencer Burford and Daniel Brunskill? And he just said, yes, I would. Uh, he was pretty clear and, and you know, definite about it. But uh, also what was nice was Matt Barrows posted video 
of Jason Verrett at practice. Oh, and really? I'm, yeah, and he was the leader. So he went out there and was doing reps first, which he hasn't done the entire season. I think this is a time when Jason Verrett's really close to coming back. Uh, I think we might see Jason Verrett play against the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I mean, he can come back this week, a home game on natural grass. And, I mean, you're not going up against Keenan Allen, who's an amazing route runner, or Mike Williams, you know. So, I mean, I think this is a prime game for him to come back. And, like I said, give us something at any capacity just to get his feet wet and get him ready for the long haul. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a great game, right? Like you said, the matchup at wide receiver, the fact you're going to be able to get a pass rush against – an offensive line that's struggling to stay healthy. I mean, even their their starters right now are struggling to get healthy, and they're missing Rashawn Slater. Um, they have an absolute beast in Lindsley as a center. Uh, they have a couple of good players there, but I mean, they're really beaten up along that offensive line as well. And I think you're right; that helps Jason Brett. This might be the perfect week for him to come back. But let's flip it to the other side of the football because CMC and Debo in this offense we're finally going to see a full fledged not not that snack that we got against <laughs> Kansas City uh but the whole thing i think this is going to be interesting you know what do you think it, realistically how are these guys going to split the amount of times they get the football and how excited are you to see it it's it's a it's a great problem to have for Shanahan yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what concoction of plays that he comes up with, like how he's going to use CMC, how is he going to use Debo, how are you think how is he going to use them together? Um, is he still going to use Debo in the backfield, or is he going to use them in the backfield together? And then you got Elijah Mitchell coming back, yeah, you know, and so how is he going to add that piece into into what we have with Debo and CMC? So it's going to be interesting. I mean, I I mean, I would love to see uh, CMC split out a little bit more at wide receiver. I mean, we've seen against the Rams what he can do. Um, the guy could run routes, he locate the ball in the air, which you don't see many running backs doing that in the league today. So um, the sky's the limit with with Debo and and CMC. I mean, they both could they both could just trade off. I mean, Debo could play in the backfield, CMC could play out wide. So I'm very interested to see what uh, Shanahan comes up with this week, and I'm sure the Chargers are. Yeah, I thought what was interesting is in his presser, he's talking about. He's talking about five players that he has that he can use on offense in a variety of different ways. And he says two of them, he doesn't name CMC or Debo, but you know, are completely interchangeable. I think that is interesting outlook on what he thinks about Debo and Christian McCaffrey. He thinks McCaffrey is a solid receiver and he thinks Debo is a solid running back. You know, they can do both. I thought that is very nice. That means they're completely interchangeable. Um, a defense doesn't know where they're going to be out on the field. Debo might be in the backfield and Christian McCaffrey at receiver and vice versa. It's going to be absolutely entertaining. I think it's going to be a stress for every single defense that has to go against these guys. And, you know, the, the Chargers have a lot of really good players like Derwin James. I mean, he's fantastic. Oh, they have yeah. experienced guys <laughs> like Kyle Van Noy, Khalil Mack. Like these guys understand, you know, Nasir Adderley, they understand how to play defense and they're going to be pushed to the absolute test because these guys are tough matchups. Normally, you know, you would want to come into the game and you'd want to match up those guys with George Kittle. You know, hey, let, let, we got we got Derwin James. Let's take away George Kittle. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do with Christian McCaffrey? So that means if Derwin James is running around with Christian McCaffrey, there is no one to run around with George Kittle because I can tell you right now, there's none of those linebackers that are going to be able to do it. Not one of them. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's it's they don't have the pass rush. Khalil Max great. They're missing Joey Bosa. Chris Rumpf has been not, you know, beat up a little bit. It's just, you know, they're they're one of those teams that you have to take advantage of. And I think the 49ers have an opportunity, and I, we could absolutely see CMC and Debo go crazy this week. 
I, I believe we will. I mean, it's it's like that Allstate commercial, man. It's it's mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be it's gonna be mayhem for these teams across the league. Like, I just don't know how you how you play the Niners. Yeah. You know, like how are you gonna match up? Especially, it hasn't. It's not even on film yet. You yeah. know, So what Shanahan is about to unleash on the league is just it's yet to be seen. And if you're a Niner fan, you gotta love it. You know, you gotta love it. It's gonna be exciting. I mean. Just it's just I'm excited talking about it because you just don't know how he's going to get these playmakers the ball, and this is what Niner fans want to see. We want to see playmakers in space. You know, Shanahan being the genius he is, yeah, putting points on the board. So, man, like like you said a few weeks ago, positionless football, yeah, and you're really starting to see Shanahan's vision a, po- a positionless football with the uh, acquisition of CMC. So. I'm excited, man. Yeah, it's scary because it's starting to give me like that 1994 vibes. Absolutely. You know, you had Ricky Waters and you had William Floyd, Jerry Rice, John Taylor, you know, Brent Jones. It's just there was so much talent. Warriors and all those offenses had so much, and they have it again. And it's like, I, I'm. I think that's part of it. I'm. I'm, I'm almost like too excited. I'm like, I'm not going to be let down by this because I. I just see the potential, and it's just so fun. Uh, so I hope they really do get it going. And I have to ask you this, Warren. Which offensive player will have the best second half of the season? Um, I'm I'm very interested in what your take is on this because there's lots of options. I mean, there's the easy ones, right? Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Um, but then there's the other guys, you know, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, you know, anyone else, Ray Ray McLeod. I don't know. Who do you think is gonna have the best second half of the season? That's a good question. I mean, let, let's start with who do you think had the best first half of the season? I think probably Brandon Ayuk. Brandon uh, Ayuk. I, I think if CMC would have been here longer, we probably could have went there. Correct. The other one, I mean, he's not a skilled player, but Aaron Banks as well. Absolutely. Um, could be thrown into that mix. Absolutely. But I think if we looked at, I think Ayuk has pretty, I mean, performed pretty good. He pretty much averages eighty yards a game. Right. So it's pretty good. I would agree with you on the Ayuk. I think Ayuk up to this point has been our best best player in the off in the first half, and that that speaks to the the off season he had in camp. I mean, he was killing it in camp. Um, I I expect this to continue to see that with with Ayuk for the rest of the season. Um, if I had to pick one player for the for the second half, I'm hoping it's Elijah Mitchell. You Ooh, know, I like that. Um, he had a big year last year as a rookie. Nobody expected that out of the sixth round. Uh, this year he's been he's been hurt. We haven't got to see him pretty much all season except for uh, week one against Chicago. So I had bid a lot of us had bid expectations for him yeah. coming out of uh, camp. So I would love to see him. Um, dominate this second half, you know. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, we got to keep him healthy. You know, we can't give him too many touches. We can't get him hurt. We need him for the long run. Um, I would love to see Elijah Mitchell in that second role just really come on and 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 show us what he showed us last year and take that next step to being the running back we know he can be. So if I had to pick, um, I don't somebody away from all the obvious answers, I would go to Elijah Mitchell. I, I like that. You know, I mean, that's an out-of-the-box thought process. I do think Elijah Mitchell is going to make an impact on this football team. Jeff Wilson made an impact, Absolutely. you know, playing, you know, next to CMC, but also when he had to take over that role. And Elijah Mitchell is a better runner than Jeff Wilson Jr. Is he as good as a pass catcher right now? No. But I think that there's going to be things opened up for him where he's going to be good enough. And Kyle Shanahan said about Elijah Mitchell, he's serviceable. Uh, that's how he explained his pass catching right now. And it, that's good enough, right? right. Uh, he's going to get that feel. He's going to get those things down. Now, I'm going to go a little bit out there, but you're going to have to follow me with this. Okay. I think there's going to be a lot of players that are going to have really good time. <laughs> but when you have players like George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, like you said, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. 
right? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo okay, okay. could potentially have <laughs> the best second half of the season because he has so many weapons, and those weapons are going to be making plays. And you know what they're going to make Jimmy do? They're going to make him look really, really good. When Christian McCaffrey came to the 49ers, if I was Jimmy Garoppolo, I would have been dancing in absolute jig. <laughs> I would have been calling up porn stars to hang out. Like, it would have just been one of those. Mo- just sorry, Jimmy. But uh, I think it would just, it, it's really a good situation for him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey adds to his football team, adds to his game overall. It could be him. I think that I, I like George Kittle having a big second half of the season, but I'm going to go with Jimmy. I think Jimmy could uh, turn things around right now. I don't know how many people are going to be really happy about that, but we all know if Jimmy plays good, this 49ers team is going to be really tough to beat. Absolutely. Real quick, shout out to Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr. I seen the game he had in Miami. The dude played well. He did. Sad to see him go. I mean, you see the talent. It, it sucks. But um, I agree with you on Jimmy G, man. I, I thought about the same thing. I, I mean, he has a plethora of, of talent around him. I mean, you have Kittle, Ayuk, and Juwan Jennings, guys that uh, people forget about. You know, check stuff like that. I mean, besides the obvious of Debo and CMC. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's set up for him to have an amazing run. You know, get back to the Super Bowl um, and, you know, get an ex, uh, another contract next year. So um, I, I could definitely see that with Jimmy G. I could definitely see him tearing it up this second half of the season and really putting his name on the map as a quarterback that's here to stay in this league. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, it's going to be hard for him to get a job in the, right. in the NFL next year as a right. starter. Um, there's, he, there could be pressure, I'm sure. Um, but when it comes down to it, he's in the best situation to be successful, and that's all you can ask for as a pro. And this offensive line is starting to kind of gel into you know to shape. I am still worried about Jake Brendel, but everyone else seems to be getting it going. Uh, so I think he's going to have some opportunities. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun one, and I hope Jimmy does it. Four straight games with two touchdowns, uh, you know, passing. He, he's he's getting it done. Let's get it going. Can we can we get Jimmy in the airplane like Kirk Cousins with the chains? <laughs> with the chains on? <laughs> well, we, the only difference between Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G actually wins in prime time. <laughs> Her cousins, her cousins doesn't win in prime time, but if it's a 10 a.m. game, if it's an early game, Kirk Cousins is showing out. He's like 0-8 on Monday night, right, or yeah, something like that, it's right? it's terrible, right? Yeah. He plays in the playoffs, skunked. Uh, but you play him in those early morning games, you know, and he, he just tears it up. I don't know what's going on there with him. But, yeah, I, I do. You know what's funny is I think it was last year Jimmy G wore a big old chain after he beat New England. Uh, so, yeah, that was hilarious seeing Cousins do that, man. by the way. The, the weekend was great because we had that. And then we had Mike McDaniel during the game. Justin Fields runs to the sideline, oh, and he just yells, stop it. And then, and then his press conference, he goes, he's uncoachable. He didn't listen to me. Freaking great. It was. It was a good weekend. These guys are crazy. Um, someone not having a good weekend are the Chargers wide receivers. They're gonna be without all these guys. I want to know, Warren, what you think the impact is gonna be, you know, being without Mike Williams and uh with potentially Keenan Allen. I know they're updating him to day to day, but I don't think he's gonna play. He said, I'm not playing in front of my hundred percent. And I believe him that Keenan Allen's one of those guys that he don't fool around when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know, and they don't have uh, Jalen Guyton. I mean, this is a team that they have some talent still at the wide receiver position, but you know, what can Joshua Palmer and those guys really do? You know, I mean, they got a very good quarterback, um, but what do you think this impact is going to be without the star receiver? I mean, besides it hurting my fantasy team, <laughs> I mean, I have Mike Williams and it's, it's, it's hurting me. Um, but I think it's going to make them one dimensional. Um, 
I mean, if you're the Niners going into this game, I mean, yeah, they do have some, they do have talent. They're pretty deep at receiver. There's some guys out there that you are going to have to pay attention to, um, especially when you're going up against a guy like Justin Herbert. You know, he's, yeah. he's going to get everybody involved and he has the talent to make plays, you know. Um, but I think the focus is going to be on Austin Eckler. You know, I mean, he's the he's a star of their offense. And if you look how they've been playing um, the last few weeks is, I mean, he's getting it done on the ground and through the air. You know, they like to run a lot of they run a lot of screens and stuff like that. And um, that's where he makes his that's where he makes his money. So um, going into this game, if you're the Niners, I mean, you got to pay attention to everything. But Austin Eckler is going to obviously going to be the focal point with Justin Herbert. So if you could get pressure on Justin, Justin Herbert, I think you'll be able to make some plays. Um, they also, um, I believe they have Everett over there now this year, right? Yeah, they do. The yeah. tight end, yeah. And he's been coming on uh, as of late, and he's somebody that I think a lot of teams forget about. And he he gets off. He he puts up some solid numbers, if you look at his numbers for the last few weeks. But um, I think going into this game, like I said, the main focus I would I would take is Eckler and, uh, and keeping uh, Justin Herbert at a reasonable pace. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, Austin <clears throat> Eckler's got to be a focus. You go back and you watch the Atlanta game. Uh, he couldn't get going early. Atlanta was definitely making sure they stuffed him. But once Herbert started completing passes and defeating Atlanta's soft zone and taking what the defense gave him, then it started opening things up in the run game. And that's when the Chargers, you know, figured out an offense, you know, to be able to win. And I think that Herbert is one of those players that, yes, you have to keep him in the pocket. Don't allow him to get outside and create. But also you have to find ways, unique ways to put pressure on like you said, what have the 49ers been getting done to them so much? Screens. Kansas City screened them to get to death. You know, that's exactly what the Rams tried to do early in that football game. I don't know if I've ever seen so many screens in the first half. Uh, <laughs> that's just what they're about, you know, and, and people are going to try to slow down this pass rush. And when the 49ers go in with the thought process that we're going to take these plays away, I think that's going to be important. I think it will also help having the linebacker group be so strong. Jimmy Ward continuing to get healthy. I think as this defense gets healthier, I think they're going to be able to take these things away. But you're right. The focus is stop the run game with Eckler and then put some pressure on Justin Herbert and make him feel uncomfortable. And I do think you can disguise some looks. I did see it sometimes in the game where he missed a few uh, open receivers. Uh, he would throw to a predetermined receiver and not the guy who ended up being open. I think that's good news for the 49ers, but it's going to hurt so much them being without Keenan Allen. If they had Keenan Allen... And Mike Williams, I, I would be thinking this is a completely different matchup than it is. Um, it makes it a lot easier to stop Justin Herbert when they don't have the talent around him. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, I mean, if you look at Herbert this year, he's been struggling this year without his top receiver, you know. I mean, Keenan Allen did so much for him. I mean, he's always open. The guy is one of the best route runners in the league. Yep. Um, And then when he just had Mike Williams, a lot of the focus was on Mike Williams. Mike Williams was still putting up solid numbers. But it's just not the same offense when you have your whole plethora of weapons. So, uh, Justin Herbert's still one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Don't get it wrong. Don't get, don't confuse that at all. But without his weapons, you know, it, he's he's struggling. You know, and they're not having the season that they thought they would have. So um, I definitely think the Niners will take care of business. I think the Niners will um, will focus on what they need to focus on. Like I said, getting pressure on Herbert and stopping uh, Austin Eckler. Yeah, I think you're right. And let's let's talk about what's the biggest concern against the Chargers. What's your biggest concern? Or the 49ers against the Chargers? It's those two things right there. I mean, it's it's letting Austin Eckler get get going. You know, if he gets going, the guy is, he's dynamic, you know, and he he reminds me, it's so crazy, he reminds me a lot of uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. You know, and they both played in San Diego. 
And, you know, what made LaDainian Thomason so good is that he was so versatile. You know, he was able to run and he was able to catch out the backfield. And if you look at Austin Eckler, his game is real similar. You know, he catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Like, right. Justin Herbert dumps down so many balls. It's crazy. If you watched him play, he just, he's, just, he's a dumped down king sometimes. And Austin Eckler, once he gets the ball in his hands in space, he can make things happen. Yeah. You know, so um, that's to me is the my main worry about this game is letting him get unhinged, letting him get comfortable, getting him in space where he can make plays. Um, that's what we're going to have to limit in this game. Yeah, I think the good news is the 49ers played a Christian McCaffrey Panthers not too long ago. Correct. Now, the difference <clears throat> between the two teams, of course, is one has a very solid quarterback and one has Baker Mayfield. And I think that's a, you know, it, it makes it easier. But the game plan overall doesn't change a whole lot from how you want to handle Christian McCaffrey. You want to take away his space when he's catching the ball in the backfield. Limit that. Tackle him at the point. Don't let him make people miss. And I think the same thing goes for Eckler. And also, you just want to stop Eckler from getting going early on. Uh, so I think if they can do that and manage him, I think a game plan is very similar. Just Herbert can beat you with play action, too. So you can't sell out to stop you know, Austin Eckler. But I don't think you have to either because I don't think he's as equipped to run in the middle of the offense as Christian McCaffrey is. McCaffrey can run tackle to tackle. He's been doing it since Stanford. Austin Eckler wants to run on the edges. He wants to get outside. He wants to create out there in open space. So it's a little bit different dynamic, but I think the 49ers are ready for it. I agree. And another thing that worries me a little bit going into this game is even though they don't have their top two receivers, like we like we said, they're deep at the position. They have yeah. guys that can make plays down the field. And when you look at Justin Her Herbert, he has one of the, if not the, strongest arm in the league. Yeah. And if you fall asleep on him, you're you're worried too much about Austin Eckler, he can beat you over the top. So that's something else that, that worries about me in, uh, into this game, especially when we got injuries in the secondary. Um, I don't know what's up with Jimmy Ward. Is he back for, for sure this game? Yeah, Jimmy Ward's playing. He's okay. just, you know, he's clubbing. He's just, <laughs> he's, he's doing the club right now. And, you know, at some point, um, they're going to have to make a decision, you know, if, if Jason Brett does get healthy, you know, is it Diomar Lenore that goes into the nickel? At that point, does Jimmy Ward go back for Tyshawn Gibson? I think they're going to have some decisions to make, but those are good decisions to have to make. Correct. Uh, so right now, Jimmy Ward, I thought he did a lot better against the Rams than he did against Kansas City playing the nickel. And I think just the more he gets healthy and the more he reacclimates to playing NFL football, I think he's just going to get better and better. I, I agree. I hope so. But, yeah, I mean, the secondary worries me a little bit, especially out on the edges. Um, we'll see how uh, – well, because we got Le 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 Yamador starting out. Yeah, there, right? Yamador starting at Yam right corner. Yeah, so hopefully we don't fall asleep on that too much. But um, that's definitely something that I'm, I'm going to pay attention, close attention to during this game this week. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I'm actually uh, pretty excited about Yamador Lenore. I think he continues to get better, but um, we'll see. Biggest advantage versus the Chargers? Biggest advantage is health. I mean,. <laughs> you look at their roster, they're just, they're hurting right now, you know. They were in the position that we were in like a few weeks ago, you know, where we had tons of injuries. And now we're starting to get healthy, you know. This team is starting to trend up, and everybody's looking at the Niners as like one of the most scary teams. It's like, look out. Uh, we're probably the most dangerous 4-4 four four team in the history of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's our biggest advantage. It's like we're, we're playing the Chargers B team, you know. Yeah. This is not their A team, you know. Uh, like like we said earlier in the show, looking at this team in the beginning of the season, I mean, you see the talent they have. This roster that the Chargers had was a Super Bowl roster. Yep. Now you look at the roster and you're just like, Ugh, like I don't even know if they can make the playoffs in the AFC. So um, 
going into this game, I, I think our advantage is just our health, their uh, inability to be healthy right now, and, and just us getting healthy at the right time. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the 49ers' biggest advantage is the fact they're coming out of a bye week, and they're finally going to be having all their weapons together, you know, and I think that is big. Whenever you have that time to get away and to kind of, you know, regroup uh, during a long season, you come back energized. And I think this team is energized, especially coming off a huge win against the Los Angeles Rams. That was exactly the way they needed to do it. Absolutely. Now they're coming back healthy and they're ready to compete and they know what's ahead of them. And they know that if they get a big win over the Chargers, uh, they're, you know, heading into a division matchup with the Cardinals with a chance to really put a stranglehold on the NFC West. And I know the Seahawks are playing well, but the 49ers still control their own destiny right now. And they want to hold on to that fact because last year there were times when they didn't hold, you know, control their own destiny. And that's important to this team. And I think it's important to them to, you know, go ahead and win. And I think everyone's excited about Christian McCaffrey and the way you keep that excitement going is by making huge plays. And I think this offense is poised to, poised to make big plays. And I think they can take advantage of a Chargers team that's been ravaged by injuries the same way the 49ers have this year. Um, I think they're one of the most injured teams. So 49ers need to go ahead and take advantage of that opportunity and get a win against a team that's not easy to defeat. They've won four games in a row. This is not a team that's limping into this football game. The Chargers are good, uh, but I think the 49ers are better, and I think as long as they just come in and play their game, they can win. I agree. I agree, and I think they will. I think we'll dominate. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I like it, and let's get a bold prediction. So I've been asking everyone that's on the channel to give a really bold prediction. Warren, you're up. What's your really Bold prediction for 49ers versus Chargers. Really bold prediction. Oh, for this game? Yeah. Um, bold prediction for this game. My bold prediction is um man, let me think about that one a little bit. I say Jimmy G will throw for four touchdowns. <laughs> wow. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I got Jimmy G throwing four touchdowns. Um, I got IU catching one. Debo with one and CMC with two. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, <laughs> when you go bold, you go really bold. I like that. Whoa, I like the how bolds. you feeling. I like the bolds. I, I I'm gonna have a bold coming out too. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna put that out. Okay. Um, so, but there was bolds. Jason gave a bold. Uh, he has the 49ers potentially winning by 20. Okay. He thought that was bold. Horse has Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, throwing for 350 yards in the game. Okay, you have Jimmy Garoppolo going game. for four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fantastic. The bolds have been great. I'm gonna do a bold. I'm actually gonna cut all these up too and do a complete bold show. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm looking actually, forward to that. Yeah, I'm excited to put all of our bolds into one category <laughs> and see what's great. I love the fact that you and Horse went full Jimmy. I love it. <laughs> and now let's get to your score prediction. Uh, what do you think this game is going to be? I've heard you say during this episode, you think the Warriors are going to handle business. Uh, what is that score going to look like? Yeah, I have the Niners hand, handling business. I mean, I have Jimmy G throwing four touchdowns. So we know I they're mean, scoring at least 28. Right. So it's going to be somewhat of a high scoring game. Um, but yeah, I have the Niners taking uh, taking care of business this Sunday. I have the Niners winning. I have us winning 34-14. Wow. Yeah. 34-14, nice 20-point victory. I love it. You know, the 49ers went over 30 last week. I, I thought that that was something that was definitely going to happen, and it did. And I think this this 49ers offense is not going to stop here. I think they're going to be able to get the run game going. I think they're going to be able to score. Um, I don't think we've even seen the full potential of this 49ers offense yet. But I do think we're going to get it on display. So I'm about to blow everyone out of the water with what I think is going to happen because I think the 49ers are going to score 41 points in this game. <laughs> I think they're going to beat the Chargers 
41 to 17. Okay. Um, they're going to handle business. I, I just think they're going to, this is where the offense clicks. Uh, this is where everyone starts getting scared. And if it doesn't happen, come at me. I don't care. Um, but I just, I just think they're going to really go off in this game. I think they're going to take advantage of some of these matchups and, and they're going to score a lot of points. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you to be honest. I feel bad for the chargers. They have, they're the team that has to face us coming off a of bye week after we just got Christian McCaffrey Yeah, and we're getting healthy. So it's, it's, I feel bad for them. I mean, unfortunately, they're the team that has to deal with this. So yeah, and it, it's going to be mayhem. But I, I fully expect, and to me, there's no, there's no real excuse. This team should be putting up thirty a week. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this <clears> offense, <throat> that's what they need to do. In 2019, they put up close to 29. I think it was 29 uh, point something points per game. There's no reason why this offense can't do something similar or more than uh, 23 against the Kansas City Chiefs. They easily should have had over 30 in that game. 30 against the Rams. They could have done even more than that, but they scored on every opportunity that they had. And I think that's what they're going to do in this game as well. So I think it's going to be fun to watch fireworks on Sunday night football primetime. Everyone's going to be watching. Hopefully the 49ers put on a show. Oh, they will. It's going, it's going to be a show. Especially like, like we said, coming off a of bye week, man, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's so good. I, I can't <laughs> wait for the game. It's going to be a good one. I hope you all are excited as well. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment, let me and Warren know what you think of Warren's bold prediction, what you think of our score predictions. Uh, I think it's going to be four a touchdowns. four touchdowns. I think for it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be exciting. And you know, now I just can't wait for the game to happen. I can't wait, man. It's These bye weeks are getting longer and longer, it seems like, every year. So... Um, it's like it's tough watching other teams play, but I'm I'm back. I'm ready to see our Niners get back at it. Yep, it's almost here. Uh, it's just around the corner. We're gonna get a 49ers versus Chargers game. It's gonna be a fun one. I hope you all had to have a have a good weekend and enjoy the 49ers versus Chargers. Come back here and check out all the content coming out all week. But until then, everyone have a good one. Go Niners. Niners. <laughs>